Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, full disclosure, I'm not an NFL fan. I'm not into fantasy football. I don't sit down, spend all day Sunday watching NFL football. Um, never have been. So, uh, you know, what I know a lot is the Super Bowl. I watch the Super Bowl and I hear a lot about concussions. I, I don't know if the NFL, I mean, I wouldn't bank on it being around, at least in the form that it's in, for, you know, the next 50. I don't know how you can continue to do what the NFL does. Uh, you might have seen the incident that happened over the weekend, another firestorm of concussion controversy. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, he got hurt 10 days ago, took a bad hit. Uh, clearly, he was woozy. He was stumbling around. His teammates had to help him off the field, sat out for a while, then was cleared to return to the game, which upset a lot of people, comes back in. Uh, then he starts again. For the Dolphins, four days later, takes another hit, and it was really, really hard to watch. You might have seen it even if you didn't watch the game because the highlights were everywhere. He's lying on the ground, on his back, his hands and his arms locked in a in a really strange position, which apparently is a classic sign of a concussion. It was hard to watch. He ended up being taken off to hospital. The issue here, though, is why was he playing? Not only why did he come back in the first game, why did he play again four days later? How much, I mean, there's been movies made about CTE and concussions and the damage that's done in football. People have died. Uh, NFL players are um, donating their brains to science to study this. It's an issue everybody knows about, but he was still allowed to go back out. There were tweets from people saying, if you let him out... You deserve to be sued, and, and they, I, I don't get it. I don't know how it continues to happen, but our next guest says, you know, there are sports, every sport has protocols around this, uh, and if he was playing a different sport, this might not have happened. We're going to chat with Dr. Adam Pyle, an emergency medicine physician and lecturer at the University of Toronto. Dr. Pyle, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, and thank you for having me on the show. You know, this situation, I mean, in reality, it's, it's, it's exactly what all the focus, all the talk about concussions, concussion management, protocols, all of it meant to prevent exactly what happened on the weekend, right? Yeah, so I would agree with that. And, and the goal really is to try and recognize and remove these players at the point where we suspect there's some danger to their health. And every sport has it, but you made a case that if he was playing rugby, if it was a rugby game he was involved in, there's a very good chance he would not have been back out there. What's the difference? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that rugby does differently, owing largely to the fact that it is a very serious, um, high-impact sport as well, and has had its share of concerns around lawsuits and player welfare. Uh, and one of the things that it does is it has sort of recognize and remove mandatory and permanent criteria. So if those criteria are met and a player exhibits signs and symptoms of the concussion, they come out, no questions asked. We remove the human factors from uh, from the equation. Uh, and they don't go back in that, that game and they enter the, the post-concussion protocol that means their return to play is graded and based on their symptoms and comes with the, the oversight of uh, numerous health professionals. 
but that concussion protocol, I know it. I watch hockey a lot, and there's the you know the spotter will yank a guy and send him to a quiet room for ten minutes. That's concussion protocol. They go back out. It, it, when you remove the human element, how? It's not like you can look at an X-ray and say, "Look, the bone's clearly broken. He can't play." Uh, it, there is some judgment involved, isn't there? Yeah, so with World Rugby, what they've decided is that if you experience and exhibit criteria one symptoms, is what they're called, and there are 12 symptoms that, that meet those criteria, either in an assessment or just visually, based yeah. on the spotters and based on the video replay, you don't go back in, full stop. So while you may be assessed uh, behind the scenes, and of course, uh, in the in the days that follow, uh, that game, you are ineligible to play any further, and you are immediately removed. Interesting. Okay. I mean, in terms of the NFL, which is where all this started, I mean, that's where the focus of concussion started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have rules, they have protocol. It's, it, it, I mean, is it just as crass as money? Is that it? Is that what this comes down to? They will lean into the side of get the kid back out there, even though we know we're putting his life at risk? So it's hard to speak specifically for what occurs in the NFL, and I certainly don't envy the high-pressure situation that practitioners are under uh, in in these game-time decisions. Uh, and, and I you know, have to maintain the caveat that I did not physically examine this player yeah, on yeah. the day in question. But my, my concern, as it always is in these situations, is that there is an element of human judgment. There are multiple providers who, who take part in these assessments. And the ultimate decision to clear a player to return to play uh, lies with the team physician, uh, who they themselves may have a competing interest. And there's lots of docs that have spoken in, in the past four or five days since this incident happened, saying that, you know, people need to be held to count and uh, Tua should be suing everybody and they should lose their jobs. Is that possible? Because like you say, it is a judgment call at the end of the day, right? It is. And, and what I would highlight uh, to, to folks who are, who are very upset about this, and understandably so, is that really what would benefit everyone, the players, the fans, the league, is more stringent protocols uh, that leave less room for error and for human factors. Uh, and, and that's where I would really uh, state that um, we have the most to gain in terms of moving forward in, in all the professional sports. Yeah, and they're talking about that now, right? We might, this might be something that spurs further change in the NFL because this has been talked about before, but this might actually change the way they handle this. Absolutely. So they are uh, in undergoing a review right now, and I think triggered largely by this, we may see some of those changes that, that we've all been hoping for. I think yeah. the silver lining here is that this incident has triggered uh, what what hopefully will be pragmatic change in, in that industry, in that sport, and hopefully other sports will follow suit. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and just get get it out of the game. It's it was so frightening to watch. What was um, uh, you're a doctor. You can you, I'm sure you know what was that. Um, what was he exhibiting when he was lying on the ground? And we've all seen the video. That's a classic symptom of a concussion, correct? Yes, it is. So what we're concerned about there is that this is some um, some element of neurological posturing. Now, whether that's from a, a blow to the brain itself or the brain stem uh, is up for some debate and conjecture. But the bottom line is that these are neurological symptoms that can't be ignored and are obvious and cannot uh, have arrived from another cause. Uh, so so really visceral. You know, we, we feel it in our guts. We yeah. watch it and, and we feel for the player and their family in those situations because we're all witnessing it on video in real time, multiple angles. Yeah, and it sounds like he'll be out this weekend, at least. They're not going to make the same mistake again, right? 
So that that is certainly what I'm hearing, and uh, and the point at which he comes back is is still um, up for uh, for some discussion as well. Uh, and I assume that they are monitoring him daily, and and will uh, will undergo all the the protocols that they have to in order to make sure that if he returns to play, it will be done safely. Exactly, yeah, uh, Doctor Paul. Thank you so much for your insight. I appreciate you joining us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.